you guys doing? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in to another awesome, amazing podcast episode here at Brian's Public. Today, you guys, we are in for a special treat. You guys are in for a special treat. Coming all the way from the beautiful state of New York, we have some amazing future guest masters of Unfettered Love Ministries International. We are digital creators. We are tapping into every gift God has placed in them. They are um, owners and creators of the Love Chapters uh, podcast show. They are amazing couple doing truly amazing things. And also, they've been, this is the second time on the podcast. They've been on the podcast um, um, previously on a previous season. So please give up for the one and only Dwayne and Kia Matthews. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Ah. It is us, Mr. and Mrs. Devil Slayer, a.k.a. Pastors Dwayne and Kia. Yes. Mr. Dwayne and Mrs. Kia Matthews. <laughs> What's up? Hey. Hi, hey. <laughs> Thank you guys again so much for uh, coming on. You guys are truly dear to my heart, and I like, I appreciate you. Hey, man, we appreciate you more. Yeah, definitely, definitely. In fact, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't even have a podcast. He was the first one to teach me about how to, you know, do the whole podcasting. Wow. Wow. Look at you now. Yeah. I'm honored. Thank you. I'm grateful. I remember um, you were doing a show, and... um, Maybe it was on Facebook Live, and you were talking about the qualities of love. Yes. And I think I've made a comment. Yeah. And, um, yeah. From there, it's been it's been great, awesome connection. Yes, yes. You were the one that introduced us to Storge love. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Yes. And I was like, what is a Storge? And I was like, what is a Storge? Is this Brian person? <laughs> And it's been love ever since, my man. Yes, definitely. Yes. Definitely. Amen. As soon as I, uh, you know, plan a trip out there, I will definitely be letting you guys know. Definitely. Yes, yes, definitely yes. Happy for show. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. And so when, um, I believe that a sound always precedes a move of God. So when I first um, met Dwayne and Kia, I sense a certain sound coming from their podcast, from their show, and eat. And sure enough, the movement and everything they are doing continues to be the evidence of God on the earth. And so, um, how would you mind sharing? Um, how did you guys meet, and how long have you been married? Sure, we that we actually met at a church picnic. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, God set it up lovely, and. Um, it's uh, it's been it's, it's been a fascinating way that it happened. You know, um, I was actually uh, going. I was in pastor class, uh, and once we got out of pastor class, um, one of my cold uh, classmates uh, she um, said that this we was, we was about to go to the church picnic, and she gave me her phone and said that there's somebody on the line that wants to uh, come to the picnic. Uh, and so I started, you know, I started to give 
this person on the line instructions and how to directions on how to get to the picnic. I didn't know it was her. <laughs> All right, want well, to do it? Yeah, right. And so uh, I told her to meet me uh, when you get to this to the to the train stop. Call me, and I will come get you from the uh, well, from, no, from the let's, train station. Let's back up a little bit because um, it's not exactly how it happened. <laughs> not that you were wrong. Um, I was actually frustrated because I had a full day already and I almost did not come because I was looking for, our, it was a mutual friend of ours actually, mm -hmm. I was looking for my friend. She invited me, yes, but I kept calling her and I kept calling her and kept going into her voicemail. So when I called her phone back, that's when he answered, no, excuse me, she answered the phone, but she was just distracted about what was going on. And she was like, here, just, just, just speak to my friend. And I'm like, oh, yes, in my mind, because I was already heated. You know, I wasn't in a good space. So as of the, he, was being, he was on the other line. And um, that's when the encounter between the two of us transpired at the picnic. Right. So, so right. That's so, when, well, that's, that, that's her backstory. <laughs> that, that, that's her backstory, okay? Point, but, right, I, I, I'm, I'm coming up to the point where she passes me the phone. So what was going on, I had no idea of knowing. Okay, so let's fast forward to the park. Um, I'm up there having a good time with my friends. I think we were playing cards and eating and so forth and so on, having a good time. And um, that's when I remember. I was like, hey, whatever happened to, <laughs> to the woman on the line? And I believe you quote, did I call you? No, no, you, uh, Debbie passed me the phone. Yes, that's, yes. Yeah, so, 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 our mutual friend passed me the phone, and she was like, why are you having me waiting all this time? I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'm just about to leave. And I'm like, no, 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 I was like, wait, 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 I was like, I apologize. What happened was my phone was on mute, because being in past the class, yeah. I so I never took it off the of mute. So I was like, no, 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 wait, wait, don't, 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 don't leave. I said, stay right there. I said, I'm going to make you happy. I look, where are you at? And she's like, well, I, I walked away from the train station. I don't know where I'm at. I'm like, wait a minute. I told her to stay at the train station. I'm like, she done left. I'm like, okay. So I had to direct her on how to get to the park. Wow. And, and so once I, you know, she told me what she was wearing. And while she was walking, I was like, hey, um, what church do you go to? She said, well, I used to go to, to the church you went to, but I don't go there anymore. So I was like, really? I was like, well, why did you why, why did you stop going to the church? Yeah, she was he, like, was, he was asking a lot of personal questions on this call. I'm just like, I don't know you. Yeah, you know? right. That's I the church I came from, and I'm just like, okay. And she was like, uh, yes, you, 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 very asked, come, come, you, you, you're asking very much personal questions. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, pass the time yeah. and, and so forth and yeah. so <laughs> When I saw him, I knew him. I knew of him. I knew who he was. Right, right. So when I saw her, I had no idea, idea who she There's was. There's a backstory to that as well. Yeah. So I was like, uh, once I saw her, I was like, oh, she's cute. Oh, well. So I was like, okay, all I wanted to do was make her happy. Yeah. So at that point, you want to say something? No, no, no. no okay. No. So at that point, I made sure I stayed by her side to make sure, because she, uh, she didn't really know anybody there. 
So I stayed by her side, make sure if she wanted a, a, a soda or anything. I got her a soda, I got her a food. Yeah. I was just sticking by her to make her feel comfortable, you know, because she was by herself. So um, even we, we even had a chance to, they, they had a dance instructor who was teaching us how to do the hustle and stuff like that. So me and her happened to be partners. Okay, <laughs> and through the whole time that we were there, people thought that we were an item. Wow. We were saying, wow, your girlfriend's so pretty and this and that. And I was like, oh, no, that's not, that's not my girlfriend. I just want her. You know? But yeah. I would have to admit that there was a level of comfortability there that was and a chemistry. I think to this day, everyone tells us that they saw chemistry at the picnic. Yeah. We didn't see, but we did feel comfortable. I felt comfortable even though he was like attached to me, like where I went, he went. And it just felt normal, him being yeah. And I didn't know at that time that he was becoming a pastor or what his endeavors were. Um, it was just the girl, the same girl. There was another girlfriend there who um, her and I had been in, uh, involved in dance, was it dance ministry? Dance ministry, mm-hmm. yeah. And so she was the one, I think towards the end of the, I think it was towards the end of the picnic. She was like, well, you know, he's becoming a pastor, right? And I was like, <laughs> because honestly, my mindset was just where, where my mind was. I was already coming out. I was in between, actually. I was in transition. Um, coming out of a relationship and transitioning out of it, if that makes sense. So I was just going to events um, hosted by this particular church just to get out, meet yeah. people. Yeah. That's all that it was, you know, just to get my mind off of this relationship that I had been in. And um, so she was telling me about a guy. I was just like, okay, that's not why I'm here. People around us saw something else. Mm. And he said that I left like Cinderella because I was gone. Yeah. One minute I was there, the next minute. I was that is gone. true. It's true. Wow. Everything was fine, and I was like, "Well, let me make sure that she gets home safely." Because the gentleman that I was is that whenever a woman was by herself, I always felt the need in my church. I always felt the need to make sure they get home safe. So I'll take them all the way home. Doesn't matter if they live in Jersey, Philly, uh, wherever. I'm taking them home yeah. to make sure they get home safe. Yeah. I was going to do the same thing with her. And so I looked around and she was gone. Right. I'm like, okay. But, but you she did ask did, for my number. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she gave me her number, but I had no idea that she was leaving. So um, after the event was over, I believe I texted you. I texted her just to make sure that she had gotten home safe, which I don't think I got a reply. No, no, no. Because... I don't know what happened from that night and the communication, but I did see you at church, though, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so we had set up a, a date. I think it was to talk more at church, and um, all I know is that all heads. So it's the end of church, and, and everybody's in the foyers and all that stuff. And all I know is that I saw all heads go like this. <laughs> hey, no, I didn't know that. So I was like, what are they looking at? And then I looked. He was and it was a guy. Whoa. I didn't know the I level like, of wow. His influence, I didn't know the levels of popularity. Okay. I was prepared for who he was, his status in the church. So that was like a little like, no, I don't know who this person is. I yeah. didn't know him, but I didn't know like what he was 
about per se. But I knew that being around him, it felt good. It, I felt comfortable, and all my guards eventually just dropped around him. But so she's that's still, but she still is trying to coalesce over the point. Everybody, everybody. I don't remember that part. Everybody, she's not going to remember that because you was you was walking oh, out. So everybody just said, Boom. Like that. I saw her with some heels and a nice outfit, and everybody was just staring at her all the way. And I was like, oh, there's Kia right there. So I ran up to her and I said, hey, are we going to uh, meet up? No, I know. I, I asked her to come to a community group Bible. It was like a Bible class. And she was supposed to come. She said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to be right back. She never came back. She had me waiting there. I don't remember this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I, mean, I, I was like, man. Yeah, wow. This is a bit. And, and, and it turned out she went with her girlfriend, she, which was my friends as well, to go and eat someplace. Then when I called and she told me where she was, I was like, well, you still want to meet up? She was like, nah. She was like, nah, I'll meet you okay, another day. I think my memory's coming back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I, I was waiting for her all the time. Yeah. I did. I felt uncomfortable because I felt like he was a little like uh, too much. Yeah, and I had to tell my one of my church friends. I was like, "What do I do? I don't really feel comfortable with this. I'm not even back in the church. I'm just like, what? I don't know what to do." Yeah. And so she advised that I just kind of meet with him <clears throat> around others, you know, an open setting. Yeah. I said, "Oh, okay. Well, then I'll try that." And so that's when. I think we, we went to the church, right? The other church. That was our first date. Okay, church. yeah. So the turning yes. point now of, <laughs> of it all was when he invited me to, <laughs> he invited me to, I guess, a church, what, Bible okay. conference. Yeah, it was, it was a conference. It was, right. it was a place. Right, but before that, let me just say this. I was dating another woman. Uh, I was seeing another woman. He had two okay. other. Okay. So, so I was dating like model type chicks, like just bad, like video pics and all that, right? That was and um, and then there was Kia. You know, Kia, Kia, Kia is pretty. You know, she's cute. You know, and and so uh, uh, when this event came up, I wanted to invite one of the model chicks because that was you know they choice. right. Uh, she was not my first choice. <laughs> That, truthfully, she was my last choice because because I thought in my mind that these model vixens were it. You know, I I, I had met the pinnacle of success being with them, so I wanted to see one of them yeah. at this conference. But but none of, under my wing, my my arm, but none of them wanted to go. Now they claimed that they wanted to, they wanted Christ or they 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 love Christ, but they didn't want to go. With because it turns out that they really just, they wasn't really about the Christ thing, it was about another thing, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay? She was the only one, so she was last on the list. So I was like, hey, hey, you wanna go with me here? And she's like, sure. I was like, really? Right, I was already in the frame of mind where I was ready for anything. So he called, I was at, at home, I think I had some flip, some flip flops on. I said, sure. And all he could remember was, no, no, you're speaking it too fast. So, 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 so she said, yeah. So I was like, okay, meet me down at the bar with him. So she came. I was like, oh snap! I was like, all the chicks that I and she, I was like, 
that's impressive. I was like, okay, that's cool. So we, so, so now we were looking for the church and all this stuff, and then all I hear was flip flop, flip flop, flip flop. She had a nice suit, flip flop, flip flop. Then I look down and she had sandals. I like, she got a slip, like slip the sandals with a suit. I'm like, what's going on? I know then. Oh wow! She just laughed about it, and we laughed and we giggled, and I was teasing her about it. But then when we got to the event. It was a beautiful event, uh, uh, and uh, you could tell the story from then. She, I think she, that's when she first saw me in a different light. Right? Yeah, yeah, but I know. <laughs> do we have time? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I did see him in a different light. Um, I guess the more that we hung out, I was just like, okay, now, what is going on here? What are you doing? Um, we sat next to each other, and I think that was the first time I was looking at him like, <laughs> I was even like like weighing him out. Now check this out now. Everybody there thought we was girlfriend and boyfriend again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. But really, um, when I was able to see him in his element, if he if <clears throat> yeah, I was able to see him in his element at this church function. So we both woke up and we got together with but the designated department and ministries that were right. involved in. So I was with the worship team. He I was with the leadership team. So I saw him. He was on his movements. Directing. Directing. Right. I was like, oh, yes. 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 The only thing that was on my mind was how am I going to get her home and how I'm going to get the next chick to 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 to, to, to see when I go to the next event. That's all that's on my mind. Yeah. So she wasn't even really Wow. But 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 I had to take notice of her abilities in the ministry that she was in. So I was like, wow, I was impressed. I was impressed, one, because she came. Two, she came with the quickness. Three, she had a beautiful attitude for what, what her giftings were, and she knew how to keep up a conversation. And it was so different from the other girls that I had been getting with. But there was this one particular woman that I had taken interest in, and I really was like, okay, let me get home because I want to call her and find out why she couldn't come to this event. So yeah. I was still appreciative that she came with me. So we had a nice walk home. I took her home, and that and, and, it, and it was really cool. Really cool. So I never forgot about that. Next thing I knew, next thing I knew, she was hopping up at my job, just coming by to just say hi. I was like, that's nice. I was like, that's really cool. But duh, I still wasn't catching it because I had all these these model chicks, these made up, and yeah coming by to see me as well but and this but this this was what the difference was she would show up and brother brian just like at the picnic yeah she would just disappear i would turn around and she'd be gone make a little cameo <laughs> yeah i was like where where does this woman go so she kept my interest like that and 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 it wasn't until she invited us she invited me because I'm also an actor to go to a play. And, and, no, I'm not go, going to a play. Uh, to be in the play. 
in the play. And when I saw so I had to meet the director and the producer of the play, and when we went to meet, it was at Panera's. When we went to meet them, the first thing they said, the first thing they said was, "Oh, so this is your boyfriend? Here comes the vibe." I was like, "No!" I was like, "What?" Everybody. But how how about she cast us as the the leading roles and who were love interests in the play? She cast in the play. Come on now, look at in the play and what and and what and the non, another thing i loved her craft i love her craft and acting she can act her butt off so yeah. she was giving me pointers because what we started to do is to make this play really a, a hit we decided to have our own personal time practicing rehearsing yeah. okay so uh, we would go to various places and we would rehearse. Yeah, we and the way serious. that she, yeah, we're very serious about this. And the way that she, the pointers that she was giving me. Now I've been blessed to be with some really fabulous actors that really made it big time in Hollywood. Okay, and they would give me some pointers. And the pointers that she was giving me was equal to what they would give me so i was like wow i was like what man woman is this and so we really got to know each other and build a camaraderie yeah. there yeah and it wasn't until we we did a scene we, we, we tried to spice up the scene and so one and one and one part of the scene i picked her up and was supposed to carry her off stage so when I picked her up in rehearsal, just me and her, when I picked up in rehearsal, she's like, Woo, wow, like that. She said that. And when she said that, I said, That's when I said, Brother Brother, this is like a month later. That's when I said, Does she like me? <laughs> well, I got caught up. <laughs> I got caught up with him walking me home. It was like, you know, I got caught up, you know, yeah. the relationship and meeting someone and, and being chivalrous and meeting gentlemen and us connecting on so many different levels and just wasn't spiritual, great conversations and artistically, it just everything just came together yeah. and, and <clears throat> I think the play, that's when it turned more romantic. Yes. A romantic where we both were like, Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And so if I could piggyback off of that, yes. That's where I found out that she was the one for me because the one that I was looking at, she kept on dissing me. She kept on not showing up to events, not showing up, not she 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 wasn't on the show. Yeah, God kept her away like nah, I got something. <laughs> yes, yes. So when we're talking about, hey, this you ready to go out Friday? Yes, well Friday. All right, Friday comes, she don't show up. I call her, she don't and then the next thing you know, Tuesday possibly she's calling me saying, Hi, how you doing? Hi, how am I doing? Where were you? No call, no nothing. Where as the key, key is there, like boom. So on the day of the play, I invited her and her children to come to the play. And I said in my mind, if she doesn't show up to the play, then I'm dropping her and it's all about her. Well, remember, it wasn't. A, I really never got got a chance to really get close to yeah, her. In your mind. So, I mean, but 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 every time when she didn't show up, she showed up. Mm. So I started to my whole gaze started to focus on her, and then I could see 
I, I saw the physical beauty because of the spiritual beauty that was there. Yeah. And that's when I started to grow more attached and attracted to it. So the day of the play, I looked in the spots where they were supposed to be, and they never showed up. And that's when I said, it's all about her. Yeah. Everything went to her. And that day that we went home, was that the day that I asked you to, to be my girlfriend? I think it was right after the play. After the play, yes. It was right after the play. Um, Madeline drove us to, to your house. I think it was after the rehearsal. Was it after the rehearsal? It, it, it was something. Well, I, I don't know that she dropped us off. And that's when I looked her in our eyes. And what did I say? I yeah. Be my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, that's what's up. And that's what started on the click clack. I've been click clack ever since. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Thank God for uh, for church picnics, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on the picnics. Don't sleep on the picnics. <laughs> go. <laughs> well, you don't want to go. There's a blessing on the other side. That's right. <laughs> it might be, too. Yes, down by the riverside. Yep. Oh, that's, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, Stevie Wonder has this song on his album, Songs in the Key of Life, that's called um, Love is in Need of Love Today. And the lyrics go, Love's in Need of Love Today. Don't delay singers in right away. Um, what are your What are your thoughts about that? Do you feel obviously you definitely feel that you know more love is needed, and not just love, but the love of God? I think I I believe that there's different levels to love that we get to go to and see that there's another level of love that we have to go to and another level and another level and another level and we are actually challenged in our own personal walk with god to and and our own walk with your, your spouse that you realize that you have to go to that you realize that you have to go through um because there's something new that's always coming out, Brother Brian, um, that you never knew. And sometimes your spouse didn't even know about themselves and about you, where your level of love has to increase even more. Um, uh, so whenever you find yourself saying, I, 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 you have to start believing more in the love of God and change that I to we. Yeah. We, we, we. Or you, you, you. And find what you, it says in Ephesians that we're supposed to love each other as we love God. And you know as well as I do that God shows us a, a, shows us a, a, a higher level of love all the time. We can never match God, but if we have to keep going, if, if we have to, um, it, says, it says, love God with all your heart. Lord knows that that's that's hard to do. We can, we can never match God, but but 
and and there's so so many different levels of loving God that we have even started to started to 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 even understand the word the letter L and the word love. So there are so many levels that we have to get to just to love God. So just imagine how many levels that we got to get to just to love each other with all of the stuff that comes with marriage. And I hope that answers the question. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's a good point. And um, you know, First Corinthians is known as the love chapter, and at the end it says, "Love never fails." So when we build our life or when we build something um, even especially when it comes to marriage on something that never fails and it's a firm foundation um, so therefore it may be you know shaken but no matter what it will continue to stand do you feel that to be that to be true oh wow. of course yeah love never fails god is love so god never fails that's now all things being equal seeing him at the forefront he doesn't fail but we sometimes fail our love in our own strength can fail now right in our own strength that emotional eros romantic love I think that that can fail because that cannot sustain a relationship eros love that romantic love that does not sustain but God's love the highest form of love agape love like my husband was saying in different levels that love, we got to differentiate to, that is the type of love that that uh, verse is referring to. It never fails. And that's what we have to build our, all of our relationships, but especially our romantic relationships, because we cannot be deceived in thinking that lust or emotions is going to sustain us through the hard times. Now, we're grateful for those emotions, but we need agape love, because yeah. for real, we, we're human. And when, when all the, 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 the rose-colored glasses, when they come off, you don't need that agape love to never fail you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 Mm. So, so good. So for Dwayne, uh, when I say the word husband, what comes to your mind? Husband. Uh, I would say uh, I automatically think of a provider, you know, caretaker. Um, but, but more than that, I think about the husband that we're married to who's Christ. He's the husband. Yeah, he's the bridegroom, you know? So when I look at, when I think about the word husband, I think about who I'm emulating, who's Christ, okay? So I believe that I'm trying to reach that level to be the husband that he was, yeah, it says he, Philippians 419 tells us that he, God supplies all our needs, Jesus supplies all our needs. So I, I'm trying to get to that place as a husband to be the provider 
um, and, and, and so many different levels of something. So I would say uh, husband means provider. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like that. And um, husband is almost like a rubber band. So like rubber band was created to um, hold things together and to, you know, be stretched. And sometimes it's a stretching process, but it's what, you know, God has created us to uh, that create us to be. That is so vivid and so true. Every time I have a disagreement or whatever with my wife or whatever debate, whatever it might be, when I have my long time with God, you know, I get on my soapbox. See, but God, she said this. Yeah, but God, she thinks that. And this and that, this and this and that. There is not a time when Holy Spirit doesn't show me what I could have done better or there's a better way. Our motto is is always a better way. And with God, there is always a better there's always another level. Yeah. Goes to the, always another level of love that we can go to. I like that. That's true. And the key of when you hear the word wife, uh, what comes to your mind? Immediately, immediately taken back to Genesis in the Garden of Eden. God says that he's going to make a helper suitable uh, for man. And what he did was he took, took woman from man. So it's almost like the wife is a part of man. And, um, that's very significant because the two are basically one is not you know, you think of the ribs, they are, um, they serve, the rib serves a purpose to the, for the body. And so it's just significant when I think about it is because it, um, it, it shows that the husband and the wife are on the same playing field. One's not over the other. One shouldn't be dominating, but the rib is side by side. Ribs are side by side, right? Yes. Right. So, your wife, husband, if you have a wife, you should be treating her as your equal. Yeah. And not, she's not, the rib ain't behind. The rib's not behind. I mean, it wraps around, but it's not behind. Yeah. Right? God pulled the rib from the side, so that means us together, we're side by side, we're joint. And so I have a function in his life, you know, but... I think that's what the significance of being a wife and understanding them, understanding as far as what is my function now being side to side with you. Mm. How do we operate now? That's, uh, that's good. I like that. The Bible says that he who finds wife finds the good thing, so that means she must have the mindset of a wife before she's found by him. I believe otherwise we will be looking for a wife, but if she isn't acting like someone if he wants in the future then she's go- she may get passed by um, how do you feel about that that's a very good uh question i think that's why you have a lot of women out here that are saying it just ain't no good men in the church they just ain't no good men period uh maybe they're there but you you keep speaking it into existence so they're not attracted to you you know, maybe, 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 just as you are saying that, there was a good man right in front of you. 
that all of a sudden got turned off because you opened your mouth. Mm. Wow. I think it's a good point. I mean, yeah. I think that's practical. If you're not acting in a way, in a manner, unfortunately, we do, we are judged. You know, you have that one, I think you have that one time to make that lasting impression. If you're, if that's your goal, if you're looking to be found, then act like you want to be found. I'm just saying. Yeah. Once you find find that package, there's still there's still some other stages yeah. now. You can be right. found, but then the 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 quote unquote man now has to really like dig deep. Yeah. See what's behind, like the layers. She might not necessarily be where she needs to be, and it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be like a um, a back where well. Some women need to be developed. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Thank you. Yeah. You know, like there's a wife inside of you, but we don't have to pull. Maybe, maybe the man might need to pull some other qualities out. It doesn't mean yeah. completely. Uh, don't yeah, don't be good. Wife, wife material. Right. Yeah, because yeah, we all are developing. I think yes. some women, I believe, are ready. Are they just? They're ready, and then some need to be developed. And I just think that it just depends on the situation. But I definitely believe the practicality of if you're looking to be found, present yourself in a way where you want to be found by the right individual. Put yourself in places to be found by who you think you want to be found by. You know, yeah. if you want a godly man, put yourself in, you know, positions where you uh, a godly man would be. Go to the prayer meeting or wherever. Like yeah. I, I, we refer to Ruth and Boaz all the time. Ruth was found. Excuse me. Yeah. Put my theology together. Ruth was found because she was in a place where she was serving, right? Yeah. She was serving. She was doing. Um, she was. Uh, she had her heart set on things that were greater than just earthly things. And on her journey, she was found. So, you know, volunteering. Uh, yeah. Just, just. And you know what I mean, right? You get it. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you put yourself in a place to be found. Amen. That's it. <laughs> man, that's yeah. 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 Um all, all the people in the church that always spoke all the women that used to hang around that spoke about there not being good men in the church, they're still similar to this day. Mm-hmm. Without a without a man. And um, I believe that, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. I I was working with a a contract firm, okay? Uh, It was full of um, uh, architects and so forth and so on. And I was doing the administrative work, okay? Uh, Well, well, uh, they weren't getting the funds that they needed to keep the business open, so they where they had to close. And I was one of those individuals that were being um, tossed out <clears throat> and uh, laid off, I should say. And so I knew the boss of it as a standard type of guy. He was Jewish. And I was really upset that he was going to fire me or lay me off. Okay. So I was on the train with my ex girlfriend at the time, many years ago, many, many years ago. <laughs> and um i was saying you know what all um, jewish people are the devil and white people are satan and that's why because he was on fire and i don't want to ever deal with white people again and so forth and so on right 
So uh, the woman that had got me the job there, she called me up and she blessed me out. I was like, what? She said, you just stopped yourself from getting a new job. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? She said, you were on the train ranting and raving about how white people are this and white people are that, right? I was like, yeah, because it's the truth. He's like, yeah. It's like, well, guess what? The boss, the one that laid you off, just opened a new business and he was going to sign you on wow. to work there. He was about to approach you. But then when he heard your mouth, he said, well, hey, I guess you don't like white people, so I guess I'm going to get him a job. Yeah, why? Wow. And I was so upset. And I tried to call him back and say, no, I didn't mean you. I mean, <laughs> but it was too late. Yeah. What I spoke happened, okay? And so I believe that, yes, not only uh, does what my wife says, you gotta be presentable and ministering in the right place at the right time, that man that you want, but also when you when you speak a thing, you better be speaking, you better be speaking because while they were saying these women were saying, oh, there's no good man. There's no good man in the church. I was like, what do you mean there's no good man in the church? I'm a good man. There's a lot of good men in the church. What are you talking about? And I never bought into that. And I got married. I mean, of course, I married a woman. But you, who knows? Maybe maybe I would have married one of them. Who knows if that was the case? But it just never happened because they didn't identify with, uh, a, a, with that God could provide them with a good man. Yeah believed in that and so then they're still not married to this day yeah that's too bad and you know like you said our words are powerful you know there was a test done where they put two glasses of water in two separate rooms over one glass they spoke um, a bunch of positive words over the course of a week and the water in that glass became crystal clear and they spoke a bunch of negative words over the water in the other glass and over the course of a week water in that glass became all dark and gloomy. So when you think about it, if our words have that much power over a glass of water, imagine how much power they have over our bodies, over our lives, you know? Deep. Yeah. And also, you know, another thing you said was um, the importance of um, placing yourself in positions to be found. You can't be an orange hoping to be found by someone who wants the orange if you're in the middle of an apple orchard. So being in the right place, you know, at the right time. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why we hooked yeah, up, Brian. Yeah, we get in the club. Oh, well, no, that's not true. Sometimes people do find it. Uh... <laughs> Ain't happening. If they do, not a long lasting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amen. I like your analogy, Oh, Brian. boy. Awesome. Thank you. you. You already know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when, um, how important do you feel it is for couples to budget together and to have agreement in uh, their finances and in their relationship? Most important. Important. I'm big. We yes. are not going. Yes. Um, I think we're still bouncing back from... No, and I'll let you tell it. <laughs> For not being okay, I think in that area we weren't as equally yoked as we need to be, and that's why I think we could really speak to that area. Um, 
could advise couples to try to work on their financial situation prior to marriage, you know. Um, your debt conquering debts would be great as well, whatever debts you have. Less baggage the better. We all come with something, but if you could just tackle that financial piece of it, I, I personally think that that could be less of a, you know, tension that you would have to start your marriage because there's going to be other things but if you can conquer the financial piece get start working on that now paying off your debts have stable income savings and all of that that will set you up for success you know um and, and prepare yourself to invest in like a home investment property be thinking on that arena yeah that's what i would encourage couples no no already know how to live on a budget beforehand you know, and exercise knowing what your wants and your needs are. And I think that, like, start disciplining yourself in that, that area will make for a better, like I said, transition. And you're already going to deal with becoming one, but if you can come in with certain things on the table, would you yeah. I mean, I think it would be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, now I'm just waiting until you're done. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to co-sign that with a butt, okay? Okay. However, okay? Um, your question dealt more with the budgeting factor. Mm -hmm. So whether you have debt or not, I, 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 I believe that that was good and sound financial advisement. Um, however, uh, let's just say you, you have debt coming into the marriage whatever the case, the, the, uh, that, that doesn't change anything. Uh, there still needs to be a budget applied. And so uh, it's very important to not only budget, but to also be in agreement on that budget. So being on the budget is very important. Being in agreement on the budget is very important. And then, most of all, being consistent with the budget that's put into place. If you are not consistent with the budget that was put into place, that means somewhere along the line, coming into agreement is not standing up to the test of time and completely clung. It's not going to work. So those three factors are very important. Budgeting, coming into agreement, and then being consistent upon the agreement that we made in budget. Does so, that make sense? I was referring to before the marriage, right. and he's giving advisement on after the marriage. But right. Even even when you get into the marriage, you still have to shift, and you have to work on a system that both of you all, both of you will agree on, because right. you might have had ways of doing things financially that he might not agree on, and vice right. versa. So. in the long in the long term 
Well, yeah. well, 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 rib of my rib. <laughs> uh, that's great. Rib of my rib. <laughs> love her, love her. What I'm saying is, is that the, when you say budget, budgeting, that means that you bring what you have to the table as far as your knowledge of budgeting, and I bring to the table what I have and my knowledge of budgeting, and then we come into agreement as where is the best way. So what you're saying is right, but it's, it's implied in that. That's, that, that's, that's, yeah, that, 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 that's a part of budgeting. Because, because the bottom line is, is that, let's just say that we put a cap on when we're going to get married. We're getting married in April, but you got debt that still lasts two years past April. We can't change that. We can't change that. It's it's just there. So so what you're saying is, uh, in a, in in a world where things can be, you know, like you you could just take care of your debt like that. Let's just say that you know you're you're knee deep in debt and you have a plan to get out of it, and then but you still want to get married. You can't get rid of that debt like that. So what I'm saying is, is that uh, if you come into the marriage in, and you had debt, it would be it would be great if you don't have debt. But just in case you do, you have to bring both parties' budgeting uh, 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 budgeting plans together and see how we can make it work. Yeah, and then we have to be in agreement to that. If that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Have to be in agreement to that. Yeah. Yes. Power of agreement. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes to that question. Okay. That's important. When you guys were uh, when you guys were younger, did you ever imagine that you would be impacting uh, people on a global scale as you are now? Hmm. You want to go first, man. envision myself uh yes to that question but not in this manner never thought it was going to be in this way for me yeah i knew it i knew that i was going to be um doing a radio show i knew that i was eventually going to be on tv i knew that i would be helping out mankind in some sort of way shape or form because I always believed since in my young ages, even before I was a teenager, that I was put on this earth to help people in the big way. I knew it. I knew it. Wow, that's awesome. So, Unfettered Love Ministries International, would you mind sharing about that and how um, that got started? Uh, oh, um, that was first on a first call, actually. Um, and it was about 5 a.m. We were on a prayer call, and God gave him the word unfettered. Um, we were just, uh, just coming to agreements with different things that we desired to see come forth. And then he was just, he was like, he'd say, it's unfettered, unfettered. And then, you know, that is how it came about, that word unfettered love. And that's the kind of love that God has for us, the stable, consistent love that he has for us. It's unfettered, it's unshakable, it's unbelievable. And that was after
actually the kind of love that was modeled in our marriage, or I felt like he had for me. You know, that was just stable, consistent. Yeah. Love. Wow. That's, that's awesome. So we named it. We gave him a <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Unfettered, unfettered, that's agape. It's, it's like limitless. Yeah. It's a limitless supply. Okay? And even when we run out of it, it's still there. Still there. An unfettered love says it all. It's an un, a, a limitless supply of love from God through the church to the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. What do you feel is the greatest misconception um, people have about love? Wow, that love hurts. Is that love hurts? No, love can hurt. No, no, love don't hurt. People hurt. <laughs> people, people hurt. I guess when you uh, say it like that. Yeah, love don't hurt. So what they mean to say is, is people hurt, but not love. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Say love. Yes. Love. See, because we we cap love. Oh yeah. Well, they don't do this to me. I ain't doing this for them. And oh, they did this to me, so I'm closing my window off towards this. Oh, I love this way, but I'm not loving this way. Oh yeah, I'll do floors, but I ain't doing windows. Okay, <laughs> I ain't cleaning windows. Yeah. We have a limit. We have a cap. We place love in the box. We have we place love in the wallet. We place love in our uh, 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 in the finances. You know, we got love all over the place. Um, I'm saying for those who think that love hurts, love doesn't hurt. God does not hurt. Love does not hurt. Okay, so that's the biggest misconception that people have. Interesting. Interesting uh, concept yeah. that, that has a lot to impact. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's true. I would say uh, the biggest misconception is that I, you. it was along the lines of that, but I want to gear more towards this idea of it being like fantasy all the time, you know, um, this fantasy, this, this moment, you know, because some of us get our ideas from movies and that uh, love is going to be like the movies, which we see in the movies mm. all the time, mm. <laughs> all the time. And that was my misconception, honestly. I had a little awakening, you know, because what I thought marriage was supposed to be like was what I saw because I love romance, especially for women rom-coms, you know, those things are scripted. They're supposed to end up like that. Although I will say, I will say, the first three years was like a movie, I will say that. But eventually, the storms of life come. There's things that happen, go through transitions, and sometimes um, it's not going to be like that all the time. You know, you, you're going to, you know, you're not your human moments. <laughs> and I, you're not always going to agree. And I always thought that husband and wife is supposed to agree on everything or else you're not supposed to be together. <laughs> We're having an argument, we're not supposed to be together. What? So, yeah. it's not fantasy. Love is uh, a choice. 
it's not emotional meaning it's not it's not an emotional you know if you want to love the way god is commanding you to love and have sustained marriage it, it's it's not going to be a fantasy and it's not going to come from a place of emotion you have to dig deeper and go deeper yeah beautiful so, yeah, I love that. That's real. Yeah, the storms of life. Wow, that's deep. Yeah. That was a multiple answer, wasn't it? Oh, good. Only less than five minutes. Good. So I know everyone's perspective is different, but what does growing in grace um, look like to you? Growing in grace towards one another. Yes, that's another. Growing in grace, I I believe that you know I, I, we just realized that what has it been since we known each other seven years? Mm -hmm. It's almost seven years now. Okay, so our marriage is still very much young. Uh, uh, it's really had its challenges. And there's one thing, uh, me, me and my wife, we just got up, we, we just finished having an argument before we came to this. <laughs> okay. And, um, we had a heated disagreement. Yeah, heated disagreement. Well, it wasn't quite, ah, you this and you that, but we, you know, we, we, we were at odds. Yeah. Right? And then, and then right after we were at odds, it's like, Oh, we got the Brian show. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's do this. What I'm saying to you is, is that growing in grace, you have to dig deeper in the heart to where God is, to where the Holy Spirit is. In your heart? In your heart. Because that's where the Holy Spirit resides. In your heart. you got to really dig deep past the emotions, past the education, and past the experiences where you thought you knew how to handle uh, this, uh, uh, the person that you're with. Mm -hmm. There's the three E's, emotions, education, and experience. Because we're taught, we're taught a lot of things on how to handle these things from those three facets, from different people different institutions, uh, different media models and, and, and uh, movies, just like my wife said, uh, and books. Uh, we're taught how to handle them. However, those are all uh, secondary when it comes to digging deep with God so you really know how you're supposed to be handling the one that you can handle. So growing in grace for me means digging deeper to, to search with God past all of your, your knowledge and know-how on how to um, walk this love walk with your spouse, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just pulling up some scriptures. Um, this, was, this one was a, a difficult one for me um, when I was having my frustrations. Just acknowledging that your spouse comes with flaws. I think that has a lot to do with growing in grace because you are married to a human. You're human, he's human. And so you have to exercise forbearance. The scripture talks about forbearance. And um, I pull up Colossians 3, 12 and 14 because it says, Therefore, the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, 
kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If <laughs> anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you almost also must do, but above all these things, put on love. But just me to that scripture when I was like, what do I do? He's like, I like, certainly you're going to see quirks and things come out in your marriage. You're like, ah! And then, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but God took me straight to that scripture because I was like, what do I do? Bearing, we're supposed to be bearing with one another, putting up with each other's faults. That's growing in grace. God is our faults. How much more are we supposed to be putting up with our spouses and they live in close quarters with us every day. We have to be putting on tender mercies, even more kindness, being humble, being long-suffering. And I am just myself, because this is not something that happens overnight. Like you said, if we have to grow in grace. And when we're doing that, we can say that we're being gracious towards our spouse because we're realizing that they're not perfect. We ain't perfect either. So yes, that situation might hurt me, but I'm going to put up with it because that's what love does. Love endures. So Corinthians says, love always endures. And so that's what it means for me when I think about growing in grace with my spouse, realizing that he's not perfect, but the perfect one resides in him. So there's hope. And there's hope for me too, because I'm not perfect. And once we have Christ, we continue to go to God, he will continue to perfect those things that concerns us. Amen. Amen. That's, I love that. You guys are a true example of love. And you have your own, uh, the podcast, the Love Chapters podcast. Um, how did that come about? And uh, would you mind sharing about it? Sure. Uh, we have, we have a um, big brother. His name is Tyrone Lowe. He's, he's a phenomenal guy. Uh, look, uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Right, right. Um, in 2019, me and my wife, uh, we uh, we tackled uh, uh, going to uh, school. Oh, I think it was Mercy College. Mercy College. Uh, Mercy College. Uh, yeah, to learn um, how to be produ producers and directors. Mm -hmm. uh, working in cameras and all the technology, tech technological, uh, and uh, behind production, learning all the technology behind production, and so forth and so on. And uh, we had a gentleman in our class who was very well known as a DJ. His name is DJ Tyrone Lowe. Um, he took us under his wing, and we started uh, interning for a radio show that, uh, for, for a TV show that he had. Yeah. Uh, uh, which, which is big time mm -hmm. and um, we did a couple of other uh, interns in, we interns. Serving. yeah we started serving because God told us to after we became producers and directors yeah. we started serving others right. in yeah. yeah and in doing so uh, Tyrone always remembered us and um, he put us on to uh with another young lady who was on a network uh for positive power network and uh we, we got on with him and we've been on for the last uh we've been doing this for the last three years uh putting out the word of god and how we can apply apply that word of god how how others can apply the word of god to their lives through lives 
testimony that we give of what happened to us. Uh, we talk about uh, current uh, things that are happening in the world uh, and how we, what we must do as uh, warriors for Christ, uh, what we must do to combat those type of things. Or uh, and um, we have guests on our show. We've had you on the show. Yeah, yeah. Right? People yeah. big things for the Lord, for the king, for kingdom business. We've had yeah. you. We, you know, uh, uh, and, and we've had other actors, uh, directors. We've had um, authors and artists and business entrepreneurs, college kids, and all of that stuff yeah, come to the true. show just to broadcast just to broadcast the gospel through people and show individuals that don't believe that it's hip to be a Christian. And just to, just, yeah. to, just to keep the saints encouraged. Yes. You know, that, I think that's very important uh, to know that they're not alone in the things that they walk through in their daily lives that we go through. <laughs> yeah. things, as leaders, as pastors, just because we have a calling and hold a title doesn't make us any different. So we, we aim to encourage and be with our transparency. Um, he coined the term the love chapters if you want to know where the name came from. He came up with uh, the name. So, um, yeah, and we just try to make it something for everybody. Right now we are doing a series on marriage and we've been on that for a long time, but we try to make it um, diverse. diverse. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Where can people tune in? Well, um, they can find us on IG, uh, the link at the Love Chapters POT. Um, you can click the link there, the speaker app, and then also. No, you can. IG, uh, the, uh, what was the, what's, what's the address on the IG? Mr. Grant, Grant. Uh, you're doing the pastor. And, and I'm Mrs. Double Slayer. <laughs> Right, right, right. But and, our IG is the Love Chapters POC. Yes, and and also they can reach out to us on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're under um, Mr. and Mrs. Devil Slayer Presents. We have um, Unfettered Love Ministries. Mm -hmm. We also um, uh, you can reach us out at um, UFLMinistriesintl at gmail.com. For those right. of you that would like to email, you can email us there. Right, or we're also under Devil Slayers, the Conquerors. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we we got, quite a few pages. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sir Dwayne and Mary Kia. Okay. We're 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 coming to all different tones and tunes. We're even on LinkedIn. You can find me out there as Dwayne Matthews or Dwayne Kia as well. Yeah. yeah, so there's a lot of lot of places that you can reach us at. Um also you can reach out to us at um, UFL Ministries, I N T L at Gmail dot com if you have any questions, if you need help with scripture. Um, uh, as well, we we also going to resume doing Meals on Hills, which gets us going out to the people on the streets, in the parks, in the train stations who are needy uh, and need food. Uh, we're about to uh, give some clothes away. So um, you can reach us at UFL Ministries, INTL again, at gmail.com. And if you just want to donate, uh, anything, uh, donate uh, or give a gift uh, to the cause, uh, you can do that at, um, what is it, Unfettered Love? Unfettered Love? What, what is it, Beth? Unfettered Love UFO Ministries? Oh, no, the, uh, the, uh, the, the cash app. Oh, uh, 
It's a cash show. Dollar sign, unfettered love. Yes, dollar sign, unfettered love. That's <laughs> U-N-F as in Frank E-T-T-E-R-E-D. Unfettered love. Awesome. I love that. Definitely. You guys are really like doing awesome things. So like with only 24 hours in each day, how do you balance everything? Like, you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's your eyes. If, if I, I'm going to pray to God that he could, he could make a 36 hour day. <laughs> yeah, eight days. <laughs> no, it was eight days or something. It's, it, it's, it's, listen, my wife, thank God for my wife because she has a calendar book. She likes to write stuff down. I got everything in my head, but she writes stuff down on the, on the calendar. And, uh, we, I think we just caught up with, with the new challenges that we have in life. I think we just caught up with Brother Brian how to start to balance everything out. At j- just now, um, with, 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 with scheduling, uh, and that's very important. Have a schedule, have a calendar, and write everything down. That's all, that's all I could say. Um, I mean, I even have, I mean, to your sleep, to your eating routine, when yeah, you wake she up, everything down get everything in order. It, it definitely helps. Amen, definitely. And finally, um, if there's a couple watching this who may be going through a rough spot, um, what advice uh, would you give them? Listen, prayer still works. Mm-hmm. I know it's probably not the. This was an, this was some advice that our uh, we have people that counsel us, and it might not be the the first thing you want to hear, but prayer, not just praying by yourself, praying with one another. I'm going to say, please don't give up. Don't give up. Look up to God. He has the answers. There's always a better way to handle anything that you're in. God does have the answers. You just need to go to him, have patience, have forgiveness in your heart and keep seeking God for understanding. If you do those things, your marriage will work. And let me tell you this, let me tell you this right now. However, if you're having issues in your marriage, do not be afraid. Do not be reluctant or tentative to seek help from a marriage therapist a marriage counselor, a spiritual advisor, do not be afraid. Satan wants to separate. It wants to separate us. It wants to make us think that we are on an island all by ourselves and we're the only ones going through what we're going through, which is not true. When you reach out to others, now make sure you go to God to know who to reach out to. But when you reach out to others, especially those that are are professional, that might be the whole difference in your marriage sustaining in a loving way or your marriage ending up in something else which we're not going to give Satan any type of, of fodder to chew on. Okay? Seek help. Seek counseling. Okay? And, 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 and seek somebody who's been married for a while, but then seek somebody else who just got married. 
everybody can bring a little something to the table. No matter if they've just been married for a year, or been married for 11 years, or been married for 25 years, they all could bring something to the table that, that could spark that fire in you that might say, you know what? Let me keep going. Let me not give up. And You'd don't forget to pray. One yes. thousand, but two can put ten thousand. The power of prayer corporately. Yes. And corporately. I, amen. Yes. One thing, Brian. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Even when you I was, pray. I was, I was on, I was looking at IG, the, the gram, earlier today, and they had this thing about narcissists, okay? And they were explaining the, the, uh, the, the identity of what a narcissist is. And then they said, he is this, he is that. He is this. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. They just they just signify a narcissist to be a he. Man. Hmm. So here it is, all of these women are now going to be petrol. They're gonna be petrified. They're gonna be paranoid whenever they need a man because they're gonna think he's a narcissist. Hmm. What am I saying to you? Stop believing. If you're a married couple, you do yourself a favor and don't believe everything that you hear on social media. Yeah. That's the last thing I'm going to tell you guys. Don't believe everything you hear on social media because social media can can be a very dangerous tool. Now you can you can you can listen to social media like platforms like this because they're they're spewing forth God. And positivity, but you got to be careful of those of the social media. Uh, a lot of social media, Satan works right through them to cause separation and division. Yeah. We don't want that. And that's all I got to say. Amen. Amen. That's so important. Like when you even look at the animal kingdom, the predator always goes after the one who's disconnected from the group, the one who tries to do things on their own. So even in marriage, um, community is is so important. You know, championships. Are, are won by teams. So, um, you know, one can chase a thousand, two can chase 10,000. So um, that team and that um, community is, is definitely important as well. Yeah, that's true. Nicely put. Definitely. I really, I really appreciate you guys for coming on. You guys are phenomenal. Doing great things. I want to encourage you to um, be the awesome trailblazers that you are and watch God light up every path that uh, uh thank you so much Brian. thank you brother brian man you, you you're always awesome man and we and we are glad for all the good things that are happening with you yeah. brother brian you know we're really happy for yes. you yes yes keep shining your, your smile is 10 times bigger yes <laughs> thank you i'm grateful i'm grateful to god Amen. I appreciate you. Well, as always, thank you everyone for watching. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've been greatly blessed and inspired. And as always, feel free to comment, like, share, and subscribe. And as always, thank you for rocking and rolling with me these eight seasons of this awesome podcast. It truly continues to be the podcast that obedience built. So I'm grateful for that. So as always, this is BDP, Brian David Porter. Still living in purpose, on purpose, intentional. 
Until next time, you guys be blessed. Love y'all to life.